0: Bathed in the blood of a million dead memories on the planet Gygax. Let me start that over. <laughs> <laughs> bathed in the blood of a million dead memories on the planet Gygax. Oh, Frick, it's Psycho Gorman. Welcome back to the Monster vs. Men podcast. This is the bargain basement of Monster Podcasting Airwaves. This week, as we try to stay alive, we're discussing Psycho Gorman. I'm Eric.
1: I'm Alex, and I'm curious as to what the blood of dead memories looks like.
0: Oof, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, it's time to reveal the results of our final two, final four slots, Alex. Do we have to is- do, a, do we have to do a coin flip for the last one? Uh, we do. We do. Um, I meant to talk about it in MVM Plus, but (laughs) in MVM Plus, we ended up talking about uh, a procedure Alex had done and my educational philosophy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We talked a little bit about, uh, or maybe our singular point stuff too, but it was mostly education. It was mostly educational philosophy
0: when we're watching it, Um, and then it slowly just kind of turned into. My views on human psychology and education, and the brokenness of our system in America. Great point. Oh great fun.
1: Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> let me let me go get a coin real quick, so I can flip it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I will tell you the first, as Alex is getting that coin. The first matchup, um, well, the matchup that was right. resolved was how beyond the fog. I
1: have acquired a penny.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, first, Alex, how beyond the fog, our n- number one seed, defeated. Yeah. The number two seed, The Mist, um, two to zero by quite a bit, actually. Uh, like really? in both polls, Howl from I Beyond Can... the Fog uh, was the clear and definitive winner, which I am okay with because of my views on The Mist. Um, yeah, yeah. Though How from Beyond the Fog as a one seed. That's absurd. Might be a bit high. Might be a bit high.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it is in our final four along with – from last week, Troll Hunter and The Host. Now, the one that was a, a tie, and this was a tie uh, because it won pretty handily on Twitter, actually. Um, yeah, it got a high percentage of the vote, Colossal versus The Ritual. Colossal won on Twitter pretty badly. But then on Patreon, where our second vote takes place, The Ritual swept it. All of our votes went to the Ritual, uh, at least the last time that I checked. So then we mm-hmm. went to our executive producers for the tiebreaker, and they were split. Who
1: could and have voted? Alex and I. So one Alex of them I, didn't vote.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently.
1: <laughs> the Patreon.
0: <laughs> I think it was Faye. I think Faye said she didn't vote. It was, it was um, Faye. But then uh, Alex and I were split. He leans towards Colossal. I lean towards the Ritual. Um, and, and honestly, I'm okay with either one. I think Colossal probably feels a bit more uh, monsters versus men-ish. Um, I agree. With the, vibing with the tone of our show. Um, so I'm okay with either one, but it is split down the, the middle. So Alex, are you doing a coin flip? I've got I'm ready to do a coin flip because that's how that, we do things on monsters things, versus men. Yeah. Very official. Very official. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is the, this is the real Super
0: Bowl over here. This is the real Super Bowl.
1: All right. So what movie is gonna be heads?
0: Say what? What what movie do you want to be heads? Uh, heads will be the f- the favorite. Uh, colossal tails will be the ritual.
1: All right, I'm flipping it. Oh, hang on, I missed.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, the suspense is killing me, Alex. I, I gotta catch it. In my oh no! All right, he last. just had surgery. Bear with him.
1: Bear with him. <laughs> last try. I gotta catch it. In my hand do the flip. All right, tails. The ritual beats colossal.
0: Wow. I can hear the disappointment in your voice.
1: Yeah, CeCe was disappointed too. You may have heard "ooh" it just a second ago. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. Colossal was probably my favorite of all of these. So, yeah, this is
0: disappointing. That is disappointing. Well, the good news is is it goes against Hal from Beyond the Fog, which seems to be a favorite. Um, And on the other side, we have Troll Hunter versus The Host. So we shall see um, which will take the crown next week. We'll have our final four reveal and the champion reveal as we do our Monster Madness recap episode. Mm. All right, Alex, shall we get into Psycho Gorman? I know you're excited.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Blending elements of horror, comedy, and sci-fi, Psycho Gorman definitely has a unique vision for what it wants to be. And with a smaller budget than just about any other film we've watched, it Mm. still finds way to be over-the-top gory. To get things started, though, Alex... Did you jive with this film's vision, or are you greeting this with derision?
1: Uh, I think this unique vision was incredibly blurry. Uh, this is not 2020 vision. Uh, I had derision from beginning to end, pretty much. Uh, not entirely for this film, though. Uh, I wish I could have like all my time back from watching it, uh, refunded with an additional like popcorn, maybe, or something like that. That would have been nice. Like, don't get me wrong, though. Like, the co- the concept of this film is absolutely excellent. I love the ideas here. But, like, th- I think this movie is pretty set up for success and to be, like, this real, like, darling cult classic. But in execution, I think the film is a pretty much a failure in almost every way. It's pretty much nothing but unfulfilled potential, which, again, is a shame because, again I like the concept, but... Like I can't even explain the badness of this film. Like I can't ex- explain it away with like a phrase like, "Well, this is camp." Well, if camp now means failure, then yeah, sure, I agree. But when hit when the hits of camp are like shockingly rare, like when it just doesn't hit for me, yeah, like I see what you tried to do in almost every scene. I see the comedy that could have been there if it had done a better way. But What was presented wasn't funny. Like, damn, there's a lot of whiffs here. And I haven't seen this many whiffs since Jimmy in first grade got in trouble whiffing too many farts.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad I didn't uh, invite Stephen Kostansky, the director of this film, on for this episode, Alex. Yeah, Uh, I'd
1: have some words for him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll go ahead and say I am a fan of this movie. Uh, It took an adjustment period to be sure. But once I settled into what I think this film wanted to be, I had a great time with it. I mean, there are a couple of technical complaints. Like, I'll get them out of the way right off the bat here. At times, I'm not sure if this was my version or every version, uh, but at times, the vocal track just didn't sync up.
1: None of the monster tracks sync up.
0: Well, it was primarily towards the beginning. PG. Oh. Yeah. So it was, it was prime. And honestly, maybe this was because of how. The movie continued for me. I didn't notice it as it continued on as much. But to me, the worst example is when we first meet Pandora and the rest of the Planetary Alliance. Yeah, the, the monster tracks, the alien tracks, voice tracks there just did not sync up. Uh, it was glaringly obvious there, and I thought it did improve. But that could have been filtered by my experience watching the film as I was enjoying it. Um, but that was definitely a rough moment in terms of the vocal track. Second. It's the entire lens of this movie. Uh, And I imagine honestly that this was probably a major source of complaint for you because I know how you feel about frame rates, frame sizes, etc. It felt like a 90s Christian B movie or like a horror movie from overseas uh, from the 80s or 90s. Another way to describe the camera style is like Saturday morning Power Rangers, you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in terms of the filter and the camera technique and the movement. I would say even the acting, uh, right, is kind of trying to achieve that sort of feel. Now, personally, I think this was just a stylistic choice and ultimately an effective one for this sort of film. But it did take me a while to adjust. Once I did, though, I thought it felt appropriate just for the style of movie. I wouldn't want it in every movie. But I thought it worked here. Um, What about the characters, though? What did you think about the characters, Alex?
1: Yeah, well, I I did want to mention real quick that uh, for this movie, this felt like it was trying to be like you know one of those eighties horror movies, kind of like an edgy kids eighties horror movie that kids would never be allowed to see, obviously. But it it doesn't have this earnestness to it that those eighties movies that were. Not necessarily trying to be those like B movies or those gems ended up being. And for me, I think that really hurt, uh, hurt mm. like my viewing for it. But for the, the characters though, I think all of them suck except for Psycho Gorman, <laughs> who I really like. Um, <laughs> I think he's really the only character worth paying attention to here. He's the only one that is. To me, even remotely interesting. But there's a few reasons for this. So, let's start with the acting. PG, and actually, I think the parents are well done enough. Uh, I have more problem with some of the story points with the parents and their acting. They're, they're not very great, to be completely frank. I think the mom might be the best one. Um, the kids, uh, especially Mimi make me want to feed myself to Psycho Gorman. Uh, like this character, Mimi is so atrociously unfunny and try-hard that every moment of her on-screen presence sends me looking for an exit ramp off of this movie. Her character has no interesting growth. and She's actively a terrible person, which, is, which is actually would be fine if she was so bad it's fun. Like... If even an eighth of the attempts at like the absurdist humor landed, I probably would have felt a lot better about her. But they don't. Like in the first moments of the film, I was like, "Oh, this this girl's kind of charming. Like I, I, I could see some of these personality traits in a real in like a real kid. It's kind of funny." But then after the opening moments of the film, I'm like, "No, she's just annoying." And for a character that who does like all this stuff. It's like shocking. She is shockingly boring. She tortures. What's interesting
0: the- is I thought she was. <clears throat> I actually thought she was more annoying at right at the beginning of the film than she was as the film progressed. Interesting. I realized at first I'm like, oh, my gosh, she is like way over the top. This this acting is over the top. Like, yes. what is this character trying to be? Uh, that's Nita, Josie, Hannah as Mimi. Who is this character trying to be? Like, this is so kind of off putting, like how over the top she is with her facial expressions and the inflections of her voice. But then I realized, no, like, that's she's playing into this character. Like, this is who this character is. And once I was okay with that, then I was able to see, like, all right, like, this is just who this character is. But continue, continue. Okay.
1: Yeah. So she tortures and kills others for fun. But it's like somehow not fun. Like this movie is trying to make it fun and I'd be totally down if it was because that would be absolutely hilarious. But this film somehow makes it just uninteresting. Like that is where the films, this is, but this is where the film's true Achilles heel comes into play, which is somehow not the acting, which while purposely overdone, it's not, I don't think it's purposely overdone. Well, uh, something like hot Rod. Hot Rod purposely overdoes it. Can you imagine Hot Rod's tone with this story? Be incredible. Would be incredible. Now, this feels... This film... The Achilles' Hill is like the writing in the story for this. This feels like a first draft that was never edited. And somehow got funded. This is like why directors... Typically, I know there are very prominent exceptions, but this is why directors do not need to be writers and vice versa. Limitations need to be put on the opposing creative forces, usually and what results in a better movie. Now, the story, first off, is probably 20 to 30 minutes too long. This thing is way too bloated. And it's just like it's dialogue. It's bloated and remarkably unfunny. Like next, the writing is, so the dialogue in the film, it's just mm-hmm. bad, completely terrible, chock full of lines that read like they are from uh, the book Baby's First Screenplay, TM. It's like, seriously, I haven't seen writing this bad in a film so thoroughly in such a long time. Every line is so agonizingly overlong, uh, filled with so, so much unnecessary words that, I mean, it's a perfect parallel for the film.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little. I am a little surprised. I, I and thought a couple of complaints that I, I, you would have would be, yeah, not not the story and not the writing. Because I, I could see a point where I, I thought that you might have enjoyed this movie.
1: Uh, I thought I would too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it,
0: I think it's funny. I do think it's funny. I think it's funny in the campy sort of way that I don't think it clicked with you. And, and that's fine. Um, I, and I can see general audiences not going for it, I guess. Um, but for me, I, I mostly like the characters. Uh, I definitely understand the complaints about Mimi, uh, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? Like, she is ridiculous. Uh, like, the overall style of the film, once you figure out why she's acting the way that she's acting... And you can kind of settle into who she is as a character. Yeah, she's a bossy pants for sure, you know, to the extreme. But again, like she is playing on this sort of caricature of that bossy pants. That's the style of this film. But again, like within the style of this movie, I didn't find myself too bothered by her. Because honestly, another thing is that a lot of kids are actually just kind of like that, right? Like kids can be incredibly annoying it's a part of growing up. The other aspect of her character that I did appreciate is that she is the counterpart of Psycho Gorman, PG. And like PG at the end, she doesn't have this big character change, right? It's more of this subtle shift. She, she can't apologize in a straightforward way. She has to <laughs> sing a song, right? That, that brings reconciliation, uh, which I thought was funny, but it's, it's just kind of like a psycho Gorman himself, right? He can't, he's not going to change his sort of ways and his style of being. He just has a subtle shift. My bigger issue in terms of character was probably the dad. Actually, I really wanted to like the dad. And for the most part I did, but man, his mentality at times just drove me off the wall. Uh, it was fun. There's a lot of funny things though, in this movie, man, like it's, it's making fun of itself all the time. You know, he's, you got the the B.A. in English line that both of us could laugh at. Yeah, you know the, the dad is one. just cluelessly like uh, <laughs> he's clueless all the time. You know, like he he's he is a dad that has some redeeming qualities, but he is like again he he is a caricature. In that sort of style. Like, um, yeah. if you were making fun of a dad, this is a good dad there, to make
1: there fun was, of. There was a weird thing about him in the story that really caught me off guard. I don't know if it did you. Um, so, the whole storyline about how lazy he is and how awful yeah. he is, that, that felt for me like it came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, like we, we saw him hurt his arm when he was doing the shovel. It seemed like it was fake, but honestly, I couldn't tell in this movie. I was like, I don't know if that was fake or real, if he really hurt himself or if this is like the absurdist humor. I got no idea what's going on. So when that whole thing came up and they played it kind of like pretty straight that moment, I was like, what is this? And then that all that stuff didn't make any sense to me. But I, I liked him and then all that stuff started happening. I'm like, I don't even know what to think anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. You like him and then you don't. Like him at that moment, but then you kind of like him again as as he comes around at the end, uh, and you got the the face off between him, his daughter, and Psycho Gorman and Pandora, the mom, and Luke, right? Yeah. Um. And there's a lot of silly things with his hand, of course, coming into play. Yeah. He gives a high five to Mimi, you know, at bedtime. Uh, he hurts his hand shoveling. Uh, his hand's still in that little like sling. rap and then he breaks his hand giving a high five to psycho gorman right um yeah the character he is in in my opinion hilariously aloof i the lazy storyline was a little weird for me too that was the part that i was mentioning i was like it's just a little strange um it did feel a little bit out of left field but um yeah overall think about thinking In a different direction. The monsters and the aliens in this movie. Sublime. (laughs) Uh, I liked all of them, honestly. There's that little uppity alien in the council that seemed to parody the Nimodian Trade Federation of Star Wars. Uh, He he has that lie. He starts laughing at one point when Pandora says something, and she gives him a look, and he is quickly quiet, and he says, "Uh, I was just having a laugh with the boys, you know. (laughs) There's Psycho Gorman himself, PG, who's just brutally... Hilarious and straightforward and honest. Like he can't be anything but himself. Uh, and I think that his character, of course, um, is one of the, the experiences change. You know, it's not this huge change. It's not a change in his personality overall. He's still going to destroy worlds, but this time he's going to have the power of love to destroy worlds, right? Yeah. It's more of a subtle shift from relentlessly murderous to occasionally merciful. Um, now, none of this should be taken too seriously, of course, right. as we see through poor Alistair. Who it appears will always be a brain creature, but as Mimi says, that's okay. I yeah, will love you anyways. That's
1: a weird part of this movie too, <laughs> because Mimi likes Alistair. Like she likes him. It's clear yeah. that she like 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 you know she likes him, but she, she changes the boy into this brain thing, and then never tries to turn him back. Even when she when he asks, she she says something to the effect of, "Oh no, we can't do that." But she doesn't even try. Which is really odd. It just didn't make any sense. And then she just left him that way. And they even had, like, that weird emotional moment where he was, like, hoping to be turned back uh, when they're at the park. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, glazed over. And I'm like, this is odd. Like, it was funny to see him in the credits, I guess. Uh, yeah. Just that whole thing was weird. But he looked cool, I guess. But... Um, It's just another lame whatever moment But I, I do want to get to some highlights Because I have been a little negative I think on this film uh, so I think Psycho Gorman looks great His effect looks great Especially when he's dressed like Neil Grant from uh, oh, yeah. Jurassic Park Classic <laughs> Or Dr. Grant, I don't know if it's Neil Grant I think I mixed the actor and the character's name together Yeah, I think that's his character. Yeah, yeah, Doctor, uh, (laughs) but yeah, he looks just like Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park. That was probably the most fun I had during this film. And then some of the horrible things he does to people like look really great as well. Like the torture that he was doing on the first guy that he was torturing. He was like the. He was like the art fixture essentially in the, in the warehouse <laughs> so with those funny. eyes spinning. I thought his was, masterpiece. Yes. I thought it was hilarious. I thought that his masterpiece was really funny. Um, And then like the, the dismemberments, the, zomb, uh, the zombies and like some of his like former associates that he has to fight are really mm-hmm. great. Like I love oh, the man. way they look that are really fun. And I really wish we'd gotten a lot more of them because Everything involving psycho Gorman not on Earth or anything in relation to that wasn't happening on Earth was great. It was hilarious. It was so just interesting and weird. Like you said, that Trade Federation. They're so funny. The, the one that's a brain oh, and man. you just see his teeth and like his weird movements that don't make actual physical sense. So good. Are so good. I absolutely loved those characters. But it's just anything involving the humans just dragged everything else down because all that stuff was fun. Like there were fun backstories. Uh, You know, he's, he's this guy that breaks free from oppression (laughs) and instead of just attacking his suppressors, he just goes too far and decides to kill everyone in the universe. It's because he can't just help (laughs) himself, which is, which is pretty funny.
0: Oh yeah. No. uh, Yeah. I mean, don't you know, Alex, Humans are the true monsters.
1: Yes, humans are the true monsters. Well, and, and the, the, that dad was right about his daughter. Uh, he it was, was right. funny.
0: like that, That's funny because the first time it's said is, you know, you're like rolling your eyes. I um, thought it
1: was funny when he said it. I but yeah, it but like
0: you are. No, he wasn't being serious at that point. But like, I mean, he was being serious. Yeah, he the dad was being yeah, serious. Yeah, he was being serious. But as an audience member, you're like laughing, or at least I was laughing because we know it's cliche. Right. Even yes. the mom and like the daughter know it's cliche. Yeah. And he's saying it completely seriously and we roll our eyes and laugh, but then it comes back around at the end and it's a whole lot more sincere the second time around. Right. And I
1: actually rolled my eyes when it said the next time, but when uh, it came back around. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, then it was, then it was, it was a payoff. It was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've got to give some love to the effects here. I, I'm not a CGI hater. I think you know that, but yeah, it's, a, it's a refreshing to see practical effects here in a way that feels deeply indebted to practical effects horror masterpieces. I'm thinking of, uh, I don't know if you ever saw this, Alex. I know I recommended it to you. Uh, Peter Jackson's, one of his earliest films, Brain Dead. Yeah, we, we, uh, yeah I watched Dead it Alive. in
1: college when you recommended it to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. It's great, yeah. And it's also just uniquely its own. Yeah. Um, and the practical effects, there's just a lot of similarities here between those two films. The creature designs here in Psycho Gorman, they pay homage to classics, but they remain distinct and detailed. Mm-hmm. And each of these monsters and e- aliens, they feel like they could have an entire backstory to be explored. Um, it's like, I have to give a film credit for doing that, right? It's, if they want me to, to know more about these characters, each one of them like unique in their own way. Uh, that, that's impressive in its yes. own right. But to go back to Alistair, yeah, the brain, you know, she, he's turned into a brain. It's, yes. it's just absurdus, you know, and it shouldn't it be taken too seriously. It's ridiculous, of course. Um, he'll forever, I guess, be some tentacled brain, but, like, that's the point. It's, like, not realistic in any way, shape, or form. Even his parents in that little coda, they seem to be way too okay with the fact. Like, no one should be okay with this fact, but for some reason, like, they just are. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's it, absurd is the best word for it. <laughs> yeah. But, NVM Plus today, guys, we talk a little bit about Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> we talk a little bit about Godzilla Singular Point. Mm-hmm. And as I said at the top of the show, I, I kind of give my educational philosophy and a little bit of a rant for about. Yeah, 20, 20 minutes, yeah.
1: It yeah. may be longer, but it yeah. Longer. It's a really interesting discussion, <laughs> though. I do recommend it.
0: <laughs> uh, if you are interested in that, you can go to patreon.com slash pod and you can find that episode and our entire backlog of MVM Plus episodes. What are we up to now in MVM Plus episodes, Alex?
1: Uh, we we crossed over a year. I think we're in 56? Um, we're pretty high up there here. I've got right here. We are now all the way up to yeah. We just did fifty. This, we just recorded fifty-seven. Nice, awesome.
0: And if you like the show and and you're not able to support us on Patreon at the moment, one way that you can help the show is just by leaving a review on iTunes. That helps people find us um, and it encourages us as well. But, yeah, Alex. Let's move into our awards. Who uh, do who'd you
1: have for your coolest character? I had to give it to psycho gorman i i thought he was wonderful uh i would like another psycho gorman just but maybe just him this time um (laughs) i think i think he's really well done i love the way they did his voice his look is awesome um he's just really enjoyable i mean i feel like most he's got he just has these he's the only character that i feel like actually had funny lines i don't want to I don't want to really get into it too much, but it, <laughs> he had this line. And this isn't even—it's just he—he just started talking about these worms, and it, it, it cuts away from him while he's talking about these aliens to some people, and then it cuts back, and you just hear his final line of the conversation. He goes, "Those were good people. Those worms." <laughs> <laughs> it shows the softer side to Psycho Gorman. Uh-huh. I just, you know, he's just cool. And the eating, I did not expect that oh, yeah. uh, That moment where his j- jaw just opens up like, uh, oh, I'm blanking on it. Uh, oh, Ogre? No, it's not Ogre. What's the the bad monster in Godzilla 2000?
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, it wow. Well, oh, uh Oh,
1: no. We have to look this up. We can't lose all of our cred. Oh, I'm having to look it up. So I did lose my cred, didn't I? <laughs> oh, it starts with an O, Eric. Orga. I was orga. close. I got yeah. an Ogre. <laughs> I was thinking Orca. I'm like, no, it's not a whale. <laughs> yeah, it says jaw opens up like Orga and just mm-hmm. swallows. It's it's a, It is a. It's a good thing for him to eat you alive, but yeah. nobody is... Everyone is <laughs> completely devastated to be eaten alive. It's so yeah, funny.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's good. And then he he transforms into a giant monster at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> right.
1: That's right. He's Ultraman, turns out.
0: Yeah. It turns out it's that subtle power of love, it turns out, that turns him into a giant monster. That's
1: what it was. <laughs> oh, cool. oh, he's got the Jet Jaguar thing going, huh? Oh,
0: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the coolest character... Is probably Pandora. I mean, she is awesomely designed. She looks like an angel. She's got that sword. She has the all white aesthetic. She has that one of my standout moments of the film when she just brings in a random human. Oh, yeah. And then, like, does this weird box thing, squeezes the box shut so that the human is literally compressed into the size of a Rubik's Cube. (laughs) <laughs> brings the yeah. rubik's cube to her face it, and you can feel the weight of that rubik's cube because it contains the weight of that entire human's existence previous human's existence and then smashes it into her white face like consuming that human's identity yeah that was that was awesome cool. like that was a great scene i was like holy crap uh just the yeah. visuals of that moment the the red on the white was so over the top very cool i love that 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 was a horrifying, like yeah, power <laughs> that she had. Holy cow! It was um, it
1: was very cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: very very cool. Um, what about most memorable line award, Alex? You uh, have I gotta
1: I gotta give it to Psycho Gorman. This is actually one of the few moments of few moments where the dialogue landed for me. Like I got what the writer was wanting to say, and it felt like it landed. And Psycho Gorman is talking about how all the all of his former associates had betrayed him and he has the line I put my trust in the worst the galaxy has to offer and this is how you repay me. I should have known better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. It is a really good line. Uh, mine comes from the dad Greg. Uh, he had a couple I thought really good lines and like these are examples of the ways that the humor Remi- like the humor landed for me in a way I guess it didn't land for you. Um, they walk outside of the factory where lots of this has been taking place. You know, it's this factory yeah. where they found Psycho Gorman. Um, it's just it was just such a dad thing to say. He, they're walking all out. <laughs> They've just had this crazy experience, uh, uh, absolutely absurd, over the top experience. And the dad's like, you know, I remember when this used to be a shoe factory. Right, it's so yeah. over the top, like he would never say that. Uh, but that's what's funny about it. Uh, and then there's another one as he's like really getting a little bit loopy from the pain of his hand, and he needs to yeah. go to the hospital. He's like, Well, we've all really learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. it's stupid it's so dumb it yeah <laughs> but it worked it worked for me uh just in the context of the movie as a whole so yeah i, I liked it i liked it what about your can't believe the acting award
1: uh i, I gave it to steven vlahos and matthew ninabe um uh, matthew matthew was the suit oh, actor steven was the voice actor and together they did a really great job uh, Psycho Gorman is a physical presence in it, and he is menacing. And the voice is perfect for this uh, creature. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, they single handedly got me through the film, and
0: I appreciate them for that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you you didn't like the kid actors? Uh, I thought Owen Meyer as Luke was he actually was, pretty good. He was. He I was, can't believe the uh, acting award.
1: Y- I. You know what? I'll give you that Luke was decent. I think most of his performance actually is hurt by the writing. That's, that's usually actually, I won't say that he was a bad actor. I'll say that it was the writing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's in the contrast to some of the other characters. He is the most subtle um, and like in a sense, it contrasts and maybe that's why he's standing out to me is, is the other characters are slightly over the top. The mom's not too over the top, um, but, but he's very subtle. He's very caring. He seems like an incredibly, he's, he's black and white different from his sister, right? He yeah. is the sensitive type, the caring type, um, the defend others at all cost type, he, he won't give up his sister. Like his sister has been incredibly mean to him and he's not going to betray his sister in like that dream scene, for example. Um, he has a lot of emotions though. And, and he, he's able to portray those through subtle actions in the film, um, which is great. I think he he really did a fantastic job. And he is the character that experienced, Luke is the character that did experience probably the most growth legitimately as a character in the fact yeah. that he did learn really? to stand up to his sister, right? He, did? he, he, he did? wanted to make his sister apologize. He's the one that had the most growth of anybody in the film, um, which, which I, yeah. I like to see. It was, it's funny dynamic anyway, because he's the older brother, right? See, I uh, felt
1: like he just, he tried to grow a spine and ultimately failed. Interesting
0: okay oh well no I, I don't think so I think um, he did grow a spine he asked for or uh, you know he kind of does the same thing to Mimi that h- him and Mimi did to psycho Gorman before and forced her to apologize now does he back down in a sense a little bit because he sees what his sister is trying to do in that moment the sister like so psycho Gorman that I already mentioned isn't going to change radically. Like she's not going to like fall down on her knees and have this grand apology and be a different person. Like she is who she is, but she does make amends in a sense by having this, this moment of reconciliation with her brother. And I think her brother sees that. Um, So that that's where I see the growth in his character. His, his is more overt. Whereas the, the Mimi, the sister is, is just a shift in perspective. It's a minor sort of action. Right? Huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> what about your standout effect award?
1: Uh, Psycho Gorman eating that guy. Like we were talking about Gorga like, <laughs> earlier. I'm telling you, I thought that was so awesome. And it looks so good for being like such a ridiculous effect <laughs> for that character. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is uh, pretty good.
0: Yeah. There's a theme in your um uh, awards here, Alex. It's yes, there is. Yes, um, there is. My skin <laughs> effect is, well, really, I'm torn between two. So I'll say I love the humanized washing machine. Um, that that monster alien design was crazy. You know, the way it shot blood. I love it. I love <laughs> so it. So gross. Uh, but, like, really cool. Like, you could see the humans within, like, the glass. And then you could see humans, like, sticking out the top. It was ridiculous, yeah. but awesome. It's like
1: a Gorman even takes, uses one of their legs as a weapon later oh, on. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> Uh, that was just so inventive and hilariously quirky. But I keep coming back to the masterpiece, you know, the, the, the guy who was in Eternal Torment. After he's pushed down and his skull is shattered, uh, oh, he's yeah. laying there. The pieces of his, his head are laying there. And then his voice just says,
1: thank you. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Oh, was great. Great. Yeah. Uh, that was that. a standout yeah. effect for me, for sure. That was good. All right.
1: What about your, oh, that's a good shot award, Alex? Uh, The final credits when they finally started to roll. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I think my favorite thing was a flashback with Psycho Gorman that we didn't get to see because no one wanted to hear his story. And he started telling the story where I believe he's on the, the motorcycle, it looked like, in space. And he's approaching this giant monster. But yeah. then Mimi has no interest in it, and so we don't get to see this really cool-looking oh, <laughs> moment. Yeah. But it's visually so
0: cool. <laughs> it is. It is, man. Yeah. Dude, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, mine is in the backstory moment, too, actually. Uh, it's when PG stands up, and he realizes power for the first time. There's this, this really cool frame shot where he's the center of the frame you see him from behind he slowly stands up and the chains fall off and then he just turns around and he has those glowing eyes and he's ready for the prowl right uh, yeah. <laughs> really cool um that's my oh that's a good shot award but that brings us to our rating and ranking alex oh, okay uh and i'm gonna let you go first this time yeah uh yeah because, so get in on a
1: high note it sounds like um yeah there are some things still like here with psycho gorman for sure um i can see some things that people would like um the effects are really fun i think there is this really interesting world out there in the cosmos of this movie everything not related to earth or humans i think is pretty great actually uh the concept is stellar and unfortunately that's the end of anything good i have to say about this film uh, the characters I think are absolutely abysmal, except for PG. There's, I think, zero growth really for just about everybody, except for PG and his interest for Hunky Boys, which was a funny moment. Um, amazing. The, yeah, it was pretty. My Hunky Boys. I don't care
0: about your Hunky Boys. Or the, do the, I? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the very end. My oh, Hunky Boys. So good. Boys. <laughs> so good. The, but. The overall, the dialogue really reads like a bad first draft. I think most of the acting is pretty rough. The story is just its not quite there. The thing just needed to be refined a few times, and I think it could have been this real gem for me. I think maybe it's all this missed opportunity that has made me come down so hard on it, because I see all these crumbs of something great, really great. And it just doesn't do it at every turn. It feels like so with that. I can't give this more than a one point five out of five. And it, yeah, yeah, I, I'll do a one point five.
0: Well, that's pretty low. Uh, I will say it, maybe it's it's uh, you, Alex, that needs to give this movie another watch. Cece watched
1: it with me excited and was so bored by it that she purposely went to sleep. She's like, I can't like, this is awful. I'm going. She, she said she chose to sleep. She didn't fall asleep. She chose to sleep.
0: I know, Alex, I know, I know when, when uh, you and Cece get in the mindset of liking or disliking something, that's, that's kind of the end of it at that point.
1: Oh, but, is it? Okay. Yeah, it is.
0: It is. Okay. But the statement about zero growth, as you mentioned, is just definitively untrue, I think, in the case of the brother. Uh, but generally, with the rest of the characters, it's just about a change in perspective, not some sort of grandiose change. Um, for me, the issues in this movie are mainly technical. Um, there's the asynchronous vocal track that I mentioned. Um, I think the adjustment time that it took me in terms of the style of the movie it did take me a little bit to get into it. At first, I, I was probably feeling a similar to how you were feeling. It's was like, what is this? <laughs> this is different. But once I settled into it, I thought it was a blast. Uh, it's impressive to me how this movie can give me so many different monster designs that intrigue me enough to make me feel like they all have backstories. This movie goes places from musical numbers to galactic federations to dismemberments to marital conflict. But if you're willing to go with it, if you're willing to embrace the campiness of it, if you're willing to embrace the you know Power Ranger style of it, uh, I think you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, I recommend it to fans of practical effects, old school horror, creative monster designs, considering the budget of this film, which is seriously just a, a fraction, a fraction of any of these modern movies that we've watched, the series, with the exception of... Um, how wow. from beyond the fog? This this movie had a fraction of any of those budgets. I, I I think I would I would normally give it a four out of five, but because of my technical issues with the film, that just definitely do bring it down. Like, these are definitely problems. I'm going to give it a three point five out of five.
1: Good lord! Oh my gosh! Okay, all right. Well, everybody, that's the end of MonsterVerse Men. See you next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man a 1.5 out of 5
1: yeah I I almost that, went that's, lower that's uh, yeah.
0: that's really really low that's yeah. really low
1: yeah Sorry. I can't recommend it to a single person hmm that's interesting <laughs> I mean
0: that's interesting um cause this this
1: feels like a movie made for me
0: I already recommended it to Drew so I think um, he will like it
1: <laughs> I don't know if you will you know I this isn't so. I don't think this is so bad. It's good territory. Unfortunately, that mm. this isn't. Uh, oh wait. what's that movie? Hotline. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> no, what he, is that movie?
0: He, well, here's here's another claim. That you, I know what Man. you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Drew, a Drew favorite movie. I know <laughs> a Drew so bad as good movie. Which I, I love. This, yeah. I don't think this movie is so bad as good either. Honestly, it's it's not like I think this movie is is really bad. I think it is what it is. It's it's hitting a certain style, a certain aesthetic and really sticking to that, right? In all aspects of the film from the writing to the acting. I, I mean, I would just disagree with you in terms of the, the story of this film. The story of this film, you don't know where it's heading, right? It's like um, it could go in any direction in an interesting sort of way. Like you've got the a killer of the universe who ends up being bullied by a schoolgirl, <laughs> right? You know... There, you know, there's going to be some shift in his character, of course, but the shift isn't how you expect. It's he's just <laughs> going to use what he's learned in a new way to destroy the universe, right? Yeah, which is I funny. think
1: I think these concepts are excellent.
0: I also think I mean I also think you mentioned at one point that uh, what was it? What was the word that you used? Earnestness, man. No, I think this film is full of earnestness. Mm, um,
1: I only think it shows up when the special effects are on screen.
0: Uh I think I think this film is full of earnestness. I c you can tell like there this is this is coming from like a personal place, uh a personal love of this style of movie. Um Yeah. But yeah. next yeah. week he,
1: de- he definitely personally edited it because no one else helped him.
0: This I mean there's a decent chance he'll probably listen to this. Well that's all right. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> How many podcasts are there about Psycho Gorman,
1: right? Um, well, now that we've created one, one more than there needs to be. (laughs) Dang.
0: (laughs) Harsh, man. Harsh.
1: Oh, man. All right.
0: Interesting. Um, Interesting. Anyway, Monster Madness. Alex, you have a rhyme for next week?
1: Oh, is it just the finale?
0: Yeah, it's just our finale. I can do one for both of us. We'll just, we can just do one. Both of us? No, you do yours, I do mine.
1: Go ahead. You want me to go first? If you've already got one, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that.
0: Next week, we wrap up the madness. Will there be gladness or eternal sadness?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to workshop mine because that uh, you, you took the only one that came to my mind. Um, <laughs> will our monster madness finale be cheery like Sunny Cali, Or will it bring us, oh, no, I'm going into the sadness territory Oh, well, this, this, that's the end of this rhyme. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, that was good. It had a, a strong beginning. I a know, strong. it
1: was going well, but then I realized I'm just saying what you're saying with different words. I was like, ah, oh, oh, screw it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it had a strong first half. It really did. It really did. I, th- I thought that I, too. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nvm underscore pod. We're on Letterboxd, Eric Neely, and Alex Cornett. Email us, nvmpod at gmail.com or leave us feedback at nvmpod.com. We actually do want to hear your feedback. Like I enjoy, I think one of the things that we enjoy is is talking to people who listen to the show. So if that's you and we've never heard from you, um, send us a line. We'd, we'd love to hear from you and get the conversation going, especially if you've seen Cycle Gorman and you can't believe Alex's take, send those emails to us and we'd love to read them on the show. <laughs> Support us on Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com and that includes you. That I should say that includes you, Stephen Kostansky, director of Psycho Gorman. If you want to come on the show and defend yourself against this slander, I'd be more than welcome <laughs> and be on your side. That would be amazing. Oh, no. I would, I would die. I would laugh so hard. Anyway, support us awesome. on Patreon at patreon.com slash to receive weekly bonus off-the-cuff episodes. And if you feel so led, do leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews really help. Except for you, Stephen Kostansky. Please don't go after this, this this episode. Monster vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette, executive producer of Faye Bacier and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma Rock Band for PlayStation 3, Senor Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next week. Try, try to, to stay, stay
1: alive. alive.
0: Good. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so good.